Welcome to the Moms Who Create podcast with me, Kelly Heil. In this podcast, I'll be interviewing incredible creatives who are also moms. Motherhood doesn't mean we have to stop making art or stop writing our books. It means that now we have new tiny fans rooting us on. Join me in conversation about doing what we love alongside raising the ones we love. I'm an artist, self-published author, and mom of two daughters. So grab a cup of coffee and let's get talking. This is Moms Who Create, the art of motherhood. Start and end goal for at least a year and has to be realistic. It can't be like, bring my husband home in a year. This took me like five years to get to that point. Um, Just being patient with yourself to get there is probably like my biggest advice. Just pace yourself. Don't compare to others. Do your own thing. Make sure you're doing it right. And it'll, it'll happen. Hi everyone. It's Kelly and welcome to a beautiful new episode. Today I'm talking to designer Arlene Soto. She is the owner of her own design studio, Intricate Designs. She's a web designer, graphic designer, and illustrator. She loves working with children's book authors to design their books. Arlene is also writing and illustrating two of her own books as well. Alongside being a full-time work-from-home designer and entrepreneur, she's a homeschooling mom of three girls under six. And if that wasn't enough, she has two dogs, a cat, fish, and chickens. Arlene says, we are wonderfully busy and life is a little crazy, but I wouldn't change it for the world. Get a glimpse into her amazing dream home life she's created. Enjoy today's episode. Hi, Arlene. Thanks so much for being on the podcast today. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for doing this. You seem to do a lot and you're an awesome illustrator and designer and mom and everything. So I'm excited to talk to you and talk about your art and how you balance it all with being a mom. So let's just start off by telling the listeners about you. So I, I mean, yeah, I'm a mom, (laughs) Um, but I'm also an artist and a designer. And that's always been a part of my life, like from when I was little to like now. And I've always wanted to integrate that into what I do every day. I tried a few different things while I was younger, but they didn't really fit the bill. Um, So this was just the right fit after just getting into it. And so the way I got into doing design in general, my background is actually in interior design. That's what my degree is in. Um, But doing that, like I had to go to people's houses and I'm like, ah, I don't really like this. (laughs) So uh, somebody just asked me to do a logo one day and I was like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. That one client just asked for a logo kind of went for it and that just took off and brought me into this design world that I didn't really know existed. I thought to be like a graphic designer doing logos and branding for companies, you had to work for like a firm, but there are so Mm -hmm. many freelancers that exist. And then that community is just super empowering. Mm -hmm. And I found a couple that They're based in Australia, believe it or not. They're so supportive and so 
like they make you feel like you can do it and they give you like just that push that go for it, build your business. We've got you ask advice and we've got you. Once I found that community that really took a turn to how I ran my business. And I really started treating it like a job. It wasn't just a hobby every Mm -hmm. like now and again, somebody asked for something and I would just do it. No, I like took it seriously and started really focusing on working with clients and refining how I was working with them and what I was giving them in terms of like the files that I was delivering and how I was producing those files. Just my whole strategy changed. Then I was in that and I was like, I miss drawing. (laughs) Let's see what we can do. Um, And I found children's book author communities and illustrator communities. And while I like just drawing random things, I'm the type of person that needs like that end goal to really Mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. So I had one really random illustration job. Like it's the strangest little book. Like I don't even, I don't think I have it in my portfolio anymore. (laughs) Um, It was not a published project, but it was really my like foot in the door to illustrating And then I just started reading in the groups, just how the whole process works for self-publishing. And I was like, I know how to do all of this. Let's do this. Now I think I've helped maybe about 50 authors self-publish their books in the past two years. Um, I've had my hands on a lot of really great books. Um, and I have not illustrated all of them. I've illustrated five books, um, but I've helped design all of those other books or helped with the cover design. And then most people don't know what book design is, but it's taking existing illustrations and the author's manuscript and putting them together in a way that looks really nice and is also print ready or ebook uh, file ready. And I really like doing that. And it's just such a strange thing that I never thought I'd be doing, but I really like it (laughs) Um, just because it's graphic design, but I get to like work with so many different illustrators and see how they work and what they're doing. And everybody just approaches it differently. And then I get to give my own feedback on that and just make it so much better. It's like a bridge that connects like the words and the illustrations. And that's a big deal. It's like a house. You can have the decorations and then you can have like the walls and stuff. But if someone doesn't like put it all together and make the house and keep the walls up and then put, this is a weird, I don't know, weird metaphor, but like make it cohesive. It won't look right. Yeah, exactly. And the author communities, you'll see a lot of how can you tell a book is self-published and it's usually the typography and the book design and Mm -hmm. like those little giveaways that it's like, this was kind of DIY and you might not be a professional and you might not want to be outsourcing, but outsourcing is what takes it to that next level and makes the book look really professional. And I like how you said you changed your mindset to make it from a hobby to a business. 
Because even if you do something and it's legit and it's actually a business, you can still have that mindset of, oh, I'll just, yeah, I'll make this logo or okay, I'll just do this for this person. You know, they'll pay me, but it's not a business. Like, no, you have to do that switch in your mind of and you're I, an, you're I an actual like designer. I yeah. Constantly remind myself of that. Like, this is my business. This is our livelihood. Mm-hmm. So I can't like... I can't slack. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I mean, I'm a workaholic. I will 100% admit that. And it's terrible and I don't sleep and it's partially by choice. And partially I tend to overbook myself a lot <laughs> um, just because I want to help everybody. And I have a really hard time saying no. And that's probably like the mom in me just always wanting to help and mm-hmm. do all the things. So I do a lot of things for free, which I should not. <laughs> no, don't do that. For free, and I mean, I just I really like helping people achieve their goals, and that's what everything I do goes back to. That is helping people reach their goals and helping them look their best. And I give advice that, like, I don't. So, like, my biggest thing is. I don't do marketing. I don't like marketing, but I know a lot about marketing just because everything I do is connected to that. Yeah. So every time I'm working with a client, I'm like, all right, now everything looks really nice and really pretty, but I want this to be seen by everyone. I want you to succeed. So I give a lot of advice on marketing for all the different, different niches that I work with. Yeah. Everything's connected. Yeah. You know, all the little in and outs. So it's like, okay, you need help with this. Well, here's this. And then after you finish it, here's some advice for the next step. So it's kind of perfect. Yeah. I love when clients like haven't visited my site and then they ask me a question and I'm like, I do that too. Like we'll be done with their book. And it's like, they know that I'm an illustrator. They know that I do book design, but they didn't know that I also do logos and I also do like full branding packages. I can do their media kit. I can build them a whole functioning website with e-commerce functions. And they're like, what? (laughs) That's incredible. Go you. (laughs) It's always a surprise to those that haven't visited my site. I'm like, how did you find me? And that word of mouth is very powerful. (laughs) Oh, it is. It really is. Do you have a favorite project that you've worked on, whether you've illustrated it or just helped put it together? Is there one that you're like, oh, I really like this? I mean, I've, I've, I've been able to work with on some really great books. Um, a few of them, like, I think my favorite projects are usually bilingual projects. One that like stands out in my head all the time is by Dia Mixon. And she just released this like last month, but it's called one whole me. And it's just really fun. And the illustrator did such a great job on that project. And I just, I got to have fun with the typography and like do curved lines with the letters and just different colors and a really fun font. And I love the cover for that book too. Yeah. That was a fun project. And then of my own work, I did a book for the North Texas food bank. Um, that one I illustrated and just put it together from scratch. And I had worked with the author previously, um, just doing the book design for his first book. But then they were like, you said you illustrate, right? are you interested in this other project? I'm like, sure, let's do it. (laughs) And that project, I got to just 
have free reign because he just lets me do whatever I want. And that book came out so nice and colorful and just the quality that they, they printed with a really good offset printer. And I just really like that book. And I have like six copies of it. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what to do with them, but I just like touching them and looking right. at them. Um, yeah, that, that one's really good. And they have like a mascot. They took one of the characters and like made it like a costume and somebody like wore it to their book signing and they sent me pictures. And I'm like, that is so cute. <laughs> That's going to be like so cool to see something that you like drew. Yeah, and it like looked real life. like a character, like for real. They did such a good job on that costume. <laughs> I couldn't believe that they did that. Okay. Is that the book? You have yeah, to show this, me. I want to see yeah, it. Yeah. It's this. Hunger Bugs. Aww. And it was, they took the ladybug character and they made her, she's actually on the back. They oh. made her, like, this giant, like, six foot costume. That's really good, by the way. Like, you're really you. good. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> That's like an excellent. Wow. Yeah. I, oh. I mean, yeah. I think I poured my heart into these illustrations and it just was the shows to like, I can do this and I can keep offering this. And I'm just starting another book with illustrations and it's very different from this one. It's actual people, not bugs. <laughs> um, <laughs> But the story sounds really fun. And uh, yeah, I love just working with the, the stories that really hit home and like have a good message behind them and like are really inspiring. Because otherwise, I'm just like, I don't know what to draw. <laughs> yeah. You want something that has like a really in- cool or intense like backstory or meaning. Yeah. Like maybe yeah. it makes and it more personal to draw. The Hunger Bugs Me book all of their proceeds go back into the fountain, into the organization and just provide meals for it. I think one book remembering correctly provides 90 meals. I was like, that's amazing. Holy cow. That is amazing. So to be a part of that, it just feels like there was such a purpose to doing those illustrations, you know? Yeah. And I work with a few nonprofits with just their websites and yeah, it feels really good to help with those causes. Oh, that's awesome. Look at you go. You're just, you're just so great. <laughs> just <love you. laughs> Do you ever see yourself writing your own children's book or a book to yes, illustrate? Actually. So I have one book that I've already sent to an editor and it's been just sitting there waiting for me to <laughs> refine it and send it back to her. So that'll be one. And then I have another draft that I will hopefully get to, but I just got a lot going on. You so, do. Yeah, so my own projects kind of take a bit of a back burner. It's okay. Oh, well, you need to put that on the, the front burner. You need to like, yeah. or yeah. like just dedicate, you know, a couple of days or a week and yeah. get it out there. And I, I told someone since I'm starting a new book for someone, when I'm working on that, I'm already in like illustration mode. So I'll probably start drawing stuff for mm-hmm. my own <laughs> So you are an illustrator, you're an artist, you help people just put their books together, which is such a big deal. And I think a lot of people might need that for their books, but they don't even know that it exists. Yep. You know, they think, well, okay, I, if I get my illustrator, maybe they'll know how to do it. Yeah, <laughs> or Most illustrators really don't know how to, just because they're two completely different skill sets. Mm-hmm. It's knowing how to draw and illustrate 
a story, but then the rest is really technical. Like I use a completely different program for illustrations than I do for formatting and Mm -hmm. typography and just manipulating text in general. I usually have like all Adobe programs open, (laughs) like three or four programs at a time whenever I'm working on a book. All of this that you do in your workaholic yeah. You also have children. So how many children do you have? I have three girls. Um, oh. My oldest just turned seven. My second will be six in a couple of months. And my third is three. So you do everything probably from home, right? Yeah. So I do work from home and I was actually able to bring my husband home from his full-time job. So that oh, nice. has helped a lot in like giving me that full-time focus Mm -hmm. to work because I, I honestly do work most of the day. I get up a lot because snacks. snacks, (laughs) Um, We we also have dogs and chickens and fish and a cat. So our life is just really busy and we homeschool. So everybody's here all the time. So yeah, during the day I'm a bit more distracted. So probably like, after dinner, if I'm like not passed out on the couch for some reason, <laughs> I do work at night. So I will say my most productive times are probably after dinner to like two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Since you get to do that full time at home and then you were able to bring your husband out of his full time job, you have really kind of figured out the system of this yeah, so working at home mom amazing life for me i know a lot of other moms that work from home and they have very different schedules and actually like set schedules and we don't have that we're very much go with the flow whatever happens happens <laughs> i think our most scheduled time of the day is like breakfast time <laughs> Cause we all wake up like right around the same time. I'm usually the last one to wake up, but my kids are self-sufficient now. So during those younger ages, when I wasn't doing this as full time, like I was definitely more involved with like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, Now just like major meals fall on me because dad can't really cook. But dad helps a lot with school, which is great. And then now I'm starting to schedule my life a little bit more. Just like <laughs> not go. working 24-7. And mm-hmm. they're into an enrichment class once a day, once a week. And they've got um, a couple extracurriculars. But those days I go with them. So those are my off days. I get to just enjoy them. And I really missed that time. Like I'm going to say maybe the past year I've been just sitting in front of my computer every day. And I just, I missed that time with them. And that will, I will say is probably the hardest thing with being a work from home mom is Mm -hmm. feeling that guilt of I'm spending so much time working, but I'm missing out on like what my kids are doing. And yeah, finding that balance is hard, but it will happen. And kids are really forgiving. (laughs) And if you talk to them about what you're doing and how it's important to you. and and They all sit with me and they all see what I'm doing. My oldest is probably my biggest critic. And she gives me opinions on everything that I'm doing on my screen. She'll be like, I don't like that. I like that. That doesn't look right. Can you change the color? I'm like, excuse me, I don't need a project manager. (laughs) 
<laughs> but they're children's books and she knows best. Yeah, so she doesn't like it. it. Yeah. And I, I have so many now just from working with so many authors and just being in that community. They love getting a new book in the mail every like couple of weeks. So before dad was home, they would actually do school in the office with me. So we'd set them up here and I'd be like doing my thing and they'd be doing their thing either like worksheets or just coloring, painting, whatever, just here in the office with me. Actually, before I had my desk and my like fancy setup, I worked from a laptop in the living room with them. So yeah, we just did everything together. And that was, that was fun. That's neat. You totally made it work. No matter if you were on the couch with a laptop or you're... Yep, exactly. That like determination, I feel, is really what makes the difference in making your business work and just going with the flow. Cause my three-year-old will literally be on every phone call I ever have with a client. They like almost all my clients have met her through a video call. <laughs> well, I hope I get a glimpse of her then. <laughs> you have talked about the ups and downs of, you know, being a, a work from home mom, but I'm sure you will take those downs because it's such a gift to be able to do that, to be able to be home with your whole family. For like a lot of moms listening, they feel busy because we are busy. Like where there is a lot of stuff we do, especially if you homeschool. I mean, that's just huge in itself. What would you say to them? They think I want to do this. I would love to work from home, do my projects, make a business, but I have three kids. I have 16 chickens and five dogs or whatever you have. What would you tell them that, Hey, you can do this too. So if you haven't heard, the Moms Who Create Journal is here. I am so excited to share this with you all. I've created this journal for you to fill with your project ideas, whether you're a writer, artist, entrepreneur, musician, or just a creative of any kind. If you're listening to this podcast, I guarantee that this journal is for you. With over 100 blank pages to plan your dreams, here's a space for your creativity to take flight. Go to momswhocreate.com slash journal for more information. Available now on Amazon. The very beginning when I first started, um, one thing that every like coach will tell you is find your why and like stick to that why. And that has to be your driving force to get you to sit down and like actually do it and start. And then that's what kind of keeps you going. My why was really bringing my husband home and being able to continue to homeschool my kids and not have to get a job outside of the house or put so much stress on my husband um, so that he can also do his own creative stuff. And I know most moms why is probably going to be something similar just so they can be home and spend more time with their kids and generate that second income. But in addition to that, my secondary why was I needed to be fulfilled. I needed to feel like I was doing something that I liked doing and wouldn't mind doing every single day. And I will literally, I I don't leave my computer sometimes just because I love what I'm doing. Not just because I need to, to generate income, Mm -hmm. um, just because I really like it. Which is super important. Yeah. You know, that should be like the main thing. Like, yeah. So if somebody's looking to work from home just to generate income, that's usually not reason enough. 
it's going to feel like a chore. It's just going to feel like a job. And then it's going to hurt you like mentally, it's just not going to feel right. And it's just going to add stress. So finding that why, and that like, yes, I'm doing it for me and my family that really helps. And I didn't have a business plan going in, but I kind of wish I did. So having that, like at least start and end goal for at least a year and has to be realistic. It can't be like, bring my husband home in a year. This took me like five years to get to that point. Um, just being patient with yourself to get there is probably like my biggest advice. Just pace yourself. Don't compare to others, do your own thing, make sure you're doing it right. And it'll, it'll happen. Yes. Don't, don't compare yourself to others. That's big. Yeah. Especially for people who do listen to this podcast, I'm not spotlighting women like you to make others feel bad or like, Oh, I can't do that. Why can't I do that? Or why is, how does she get to that point when I, you know, am in the same boat, but I can't, that's not why it's to inspire you and to show you and to help you how you can follow the path to give you the determination and the, I say this word literally every episode of stick to it because you just got to stick to it. If you want something bad enough, like it's not going to be easy. It's going to take a lot of effort and a lot of going through the tough times and the hard times and the tired times, especially if you have young kids and you want to do something meaningful for yourself, it's, you're going to be tired. Like that's something you're just going to have to get used to and get over. Like you're just going to be tired. Life goes on. Let's, you're not going to be tired forever, you know, so keep going. Yeah. Yeah, Um, exactly. I it's, so I think I saw this quote back in high school. It's the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, <laughs> a little bit of insanity, but it's also taking that and making those results a reality. Mm-hmm. So if you're starting and you're just not seeing traction from that start and you like really determined, but something isn't working, you've got to shift gears a little bit. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. I know I shifted gears at the beginning just from who I was contacting, how I was contacting them, how I was conducting myself as a business. And I was charging next to nothing. And that was not productive for making this a real business that could mm-hmm. sustain us. So just be open to shifting. That, that reminds me, I read something somewhere once that said, okay, so if like, if you want to start out, you're like, Oh, I have to make my prices really low. Cause I'm just starting, or I don't have tons of experience. If you actually make it a higher price, people will think yeah, they'll that, take you seriously. <laughs> yeah. They'll take you more seriously. Like, Oh, it's, it's more expensive. So it must be extra good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that, that yeah. really does. Like I've seen that happen in like all the different industries that I've been able to connect with and all the different clients that I've seen, they price themselves accordingly. And usually the ones that price themselves low they're they might have some success, but they're working really, really hard mm-hmm. and they don't have that free time and their work might be good, but they're not going to get those high ticket clients that really make the difference. And that's probably the biggest advice in the groups that I'm in that 
are just full of designers that are doing the same thing (laughs) is trust that you know what you're doing. You're the expert here. And if you're conducting yourself as such, and you've found that niche that works for you, that you enjoy working in, it'll happen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Business will come. (laughs) And even though you're going to be tired and you're going to work really hard, don't forget to find your rest times. Don't forget to rest. And even you, Arlene, don't forget to rest. I need to sleep. (laughs) That's my goal for this year is sleep more, work less. (laughs) I personally like seeing people succeed and everybody's situation is different. So I will like think about all these different scenarios and different life situations. I'm like, this is what works for me, but it doesn't work for everybody. What's going to work for you? Let's figure that out and like get you to where you need to be. In this day and age, we're talking a lot about mental health and that plays a really big role and in my own life. So I'm very grateful that I can like self-motivate and really just work when I have to. And just, I can do that myself, but my husband has ADD and that's a whole different story. So we are really working on how can you be productive to do the things that you've set goals for and let's figure that out. And I know that being a mom with that too, like, yeah, he's a dad with that, but it just makes things so much harder. Yeah. But you could figure anything out and work through anything. And you especially seem to be easily, I don't want to throw out easily, but from my perspective, you seem to easily be figuring that out. Or maybe it took the last five years for you to to get I to this point. I go with the flow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've had a couple clients like tell me, how are you so calm? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you, you are like, just like super chill and like you just throw it out. Yeah. I have chickens and dogs and three kids. It's just whatever. Like this is fun, you know? And, oh, and I homeschool and I work from home. That's usually the kicker is you homeschool too. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> huge. Like that is huge. Oh man. Where can people find you online to, maybe have you as a book designer for them to merge their illustrations and their manuscript together. Cause a lot of people probably need that and they don't realize it and they yeah. don't know that there, there is help out there. People yeah. can do that for you as well as see like your portfolio and your website and your yeah. everything. So where can people, where can people connect with you online? So my website is intricate hyphen designs.com. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. I think I set up a TikTok, but I haven't done anything with it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm usually on Facebook for the most part. I'm really easy to contact there, but there's a contact form on my website too. And I'm always available by email too. So Arlene at intricate-designs.com. Happy to answer any questions at any time. (laughs) I know like when I messaged you, like you responded within like maybe 45 seconds, like, Hey, and I was like, wow. Hi. (laughs) My response time is usually really fast. Unless I'm like super into something and my phone has died or have lost it in the couch. I'm really responsive. (laughs) I will put all of the links to everything you do in the show notes and, um, on the moms who create 
Facebook and Instagram. I will have everything on there so people can go and just, just click, just read about you, connect with you, perhaps even hire you for their own project. So yeah. I'll have that all available so people can check you out, Arlene. So thank you so much for being on the podcast today. As every mom I seem to talk to on here is you are a superwoman and you do so much. And I just, I keep thinking about your chickens for some reason. <laughs> They've all been so good. Now, like once they stop yelling, they all yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. You have a great balance of everything you do at home, and you make it work, and you seem really happy too, which shows because you can. You don't seem stressed. You don't seem. You just seem like this is the life I've created, and I'm happy that I've created. I have this my life. moments. But, oh, we yeah. all have our moments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, thank you for being on the podcast. It's been awesome talking to you today, and just thanks for sharing everything you had to say with us. Yeah. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Connect with me on Instagram at moms who create podcast. Thanks for listening. See you next week.